Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little NFL football. We welcome on now, making his debut on Bet MGM Tonight, TJ Reeves, Buccaneers radio sideline reporter, host of Three Dog Thursday podcast, and he's going to be on the call for Iowa, Iowa State, I've been told. So actually, TJ, let's get weird and let's start right there, man, because I'm really high <laughs> on Iowa State. I actually, uh, so my first radio job, I was in Iowa, and I covered both the Hawkeyes, and it was the year they went to the Rose Bowl, so that was kind of sweet. And then uh, Christian McCaffrey ran all over him. In fact, I think he just scored again on a punt return. But I'm really high on Iowa State. I love Matt Campbell. I love Brock. I love uh, Purdy, man. Um, what are your thoughts on the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes going into this season? Well, first of all, it is good to be with you on many fronts, and you've just given me a lot of meat on the bone. First of all, I come to you from Champa Bay, where the first place, in fact, best record in the American League Rays yeah. lead those dastardly Red Sox again tonight, 2-1. <laughs> to one. Let's hope they hang on there. So we're good on that. Uh, man, you guys are a couple of degenerates with the in-game betting on Major League Baseball, including the over, the under, and the totals on every regular season game. That is some hardcore stuff. We got Proud you. of you for that. We're bored. I know we'll get to Buccaneers because there's a slight game that might be a little bit interesting with the Cowboys. But speaking of Iowa and Iowa State, yeah. I have never experienced the Cyhawk game, but a week from Saturday I'm going to get the opportunity to broadcast it and be part of it for Compass Media Networks and the national coverage. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Matt Campbell's team can do because they were 9-3 and three a year ago and they bring everybody back on offense. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, it, I mean, he's an offensive-minded coach and you bring all your guys back, it's going to be very intriguing in the game in Ames and the rivalry game right off the bat. I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, I hope Brock Purdy doesn't let me down this year because, again, I love Matt Campbell. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's a crazy crazy rivalry, man. Like that, Nebraska and the Iowa fans, like they go back and forth on that. What are your thoughts on Tampa Bay-Dallas? Uh, Tampa Bay, seven-and-a-half-point home favorites against Dallas. I just can't get a good read on the Cowboys, obviously, because we don't know what Dak's going to look like. Defensively, last year, they were a nightmare. Offensively, we expect them to score a bunch of points. But uh, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, and I'm not really sold on Mike McCarthy this stage of his career. What are your thoughts heading into week one? So there's two schools of thought here, which is that not having Dak Prescott for any of the preseason means big trouble, or the Cowboys really know that they've got him rehabbed to the point that he's going to be good and they're not that worried about it because they've seen some things in practice that we haven't seen. Now, knowing Jerry Joes and the Cowboys, which of those two scenarios do we believe? It's, it's probably the first one where they're trying to figure it out, trying to get him healthy. I mean, you would have thought they wanted to play him a little bit, even in the last preseason game, before you take another week and a half and get ready to play the regular season opener. Right. Uh, so the, the real story, though, the Buccaneers, and it's very rare that I get to do these interviews and say the defending Super Bowl champion <laughs> of Buccaneers. But that is, in fact, who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are with Tom Brady at the helm. And the other night, uh, they didn't have a good first series, three and out against the Houston Texans, and I realize it's the Texans. But after that, holy cow, with the way that Brady looked, completing not one, not two, but ten passes in a row, on the two touchdown drives right after that, 91 yards, thank you, 93 yards, thank you. Again, it's against the Texans. But, I mean, when you throw 10 for 10 
Uh, as John Gruden used to tell me on a radio show when I hosted his radio show, he said, 10 for 10 is tough against air, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 10 for 10. <laughs> so 10 for 10 for Brady the other night in a preseason game, loaded on offense, get some defense, and this team is going to be dangerous throughout the year. There's no doubt. I imagine Gruden uh, slid some spider white banana in that conversation somewhere as well. <laughs> Knock so, if you hear me. Knock if you hear me. Um, uh, I got a question about the Buccaneers. Their win total this year, 11 and a half. Uh, I bet MGM, the, the king of sports books, they pay me to say that. Um, over. Taking the over. Now, over. Or the underbetters, because I'm not an underbetter. Okay. I'm all over the over. But if there were to be a slip up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus injuries, what is the thing that gets in the way of this? Bucks team being successful this season and returning to the Super Bowl and becoming back-to-back Super Bowl champ- defending Super Bowl champions. That is an excellent question, and I would say, Quentin, that you've got to be looking at the secondary, which had some problems a year ago. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, see the month of November, for example, where the Saints, the Rams, and the Chiefs all torched that secondary in the month of November, all at Raymond James Stadium, all in defeats. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the first quarter, if you remember, in the regular season game. The problem is the game that mattered for Kansas City in Super Bowl 55, he was quiet. He was as quiet as a church mouse, <laughs> as we like to say, uh, in the one that mattered. So the, the secondary got better as December turned to January in the postseason. But if they are going to have problems, that's probably the weak link mm-hmm. if you're looking at it. But then again, I mean, these guys are young. They came together in 2020. Uh, 2020. Now you got another year under your belt. They're all back. If they stay healthy, again, nobody can forecast injuries. You look what happened, and I know you didn't ask me this, but look what happened to J.K. Dobbins the other night. You don't think Baltimore's scrambling at running back? Something happens to Brady, obviously, but if something happens like to Devin White, God forbid, the outstanding middle linebacker for the Bucs, it changes everything on that defense. But short of the injury question, it would be the secondary as to why you would be concerned that the Bucs can't win 12 games. But again, with 17 games, this team is going to be – 12 and Brady healthy 12 and 5 13 and 4 maybe better for this year I love the over on that you're listening to BetMGM tonight we are talking right now with TJ Reeves Buccaneers radio sideline reporter host of the three dog Thursday podcast as well TJ um first off I hate your team and I, I'm, I'm sorry to say that I was a, I was a huge Mike Allstock guy growing up because we went to the same high school but you guys uh, knocked off my team in the NFC title game I'm kidding I love Tom Brady but I actually want to take a look at another quarterback and the that's Bucks have the done former my Washington football team dirty as well yeah we yeah actually you the, beat both of our teams say, TJ. we know about the All-Star experience but I want to ask your opinion on another quarterback who's no longer obviously with Tampa Bay but that's Jameis Winston the last time we saw him as an NFL starter he threw 30 interceptions in one season which is more than Drew Brees threw his last four years as starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, but he's looked good in the preseason. And I'm kind of sold on Jameis, man, especially now with the LASIK surgery. You can actually see. What are your thoughts on him and the Saints heading into the season? You stick the knife in on a Monday night. Well, it was a week ago tonight that he was on national TV against the Jaguars, and I guess that still counts for NFL football. Yeah. And he looked, and, and again, the Jaguars looked a lot better against the Cowboys. Oh, by the way, connected back to the Cowboys and McCarthy on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, granted, Dallas was playing a lot of second-teamers in the first quarter, but they at least looked functional. Jameis tore them up a week ago tonight for whatever it's worth. Here's, here's the problem. Here's, here's the common thread year after year. He's going to throw the ball to the other team. I mean, we would love to think LASIK surgery or new settings, new uniforms, new colors, <laughs> but that's going to change him. Uh, you go back to the final year at Florida State. Yeah. He threw interception after interception. He's done nothing but throw interceptions in the NFL at the most untimely of times. 
he would still be the quarterback here if he had just cut down on throwing it to the other team. And I just, I do not see him being able to overcome that. Let me lay something on you. All right. How, how cool, this is never, was never going to happen, but this would have been the all time NBA or NFL career end. He began his career as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer with a pick six on his first pass in the NFL Jameis Winston threw a pick six to the Tennessee Titans in the opening game on his first pass. Yeah. His final pass for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before leaving for free agency was a pick six yeah. in an overtime loss to the Atlanta Falcons. The final straw. What if a year ago in the playoffs, the only touchdown that Jameis Winston ever threw ever again in the NFL was in a playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. Wow. You talk about nobody would believe that kind of bizarre footnotes to an NFL career. Now, I know he's going to throw touchdowns and interceptions, by the way, this year in New Orleans. But we were, we were kind of laughing behind the scenes once it was all over. What if that's his only touchdown pass in New Orleans, or forever, for all time, from now on, and it came against the Bucs on a trick play in a playoff game after he threw all the interceptions here? Just crazy. Crazy yeah. things that I like to contemplate on a Monday night. Man. That, that that really just put me in a bad spot mentally. That was deep. That was like a parallel universe. Um, yes. TJ, are there any players that, you know, outside the Buccaneers, because I, I know you love the Buccaneers, it sounds like, any players outside of the Bucs organization that really, like, stand out in your radar, especially after preseason? We've been just ooing and eyeing all over these uh, rookie quarterbacks. Any quarterback in the rookie class really stick out to you? And why is it Zach Wilson? I don't think Zach Wilson, because again, it's the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, The Jets Jets have, have for whatever reason, whether you're going back to Mark Sanchez before Sam Darnold and on and on, uh, you almost have to go back to Boomer Esiason, don't you, to the last time. I mean, Sanchez won games, but that was not because of him. You almost got to go back to Boomer Esiason in in the way. I go go back. I'm so old. I go back to Richard Todd. uh, And don't get me started about going back to Namath in the Super Bowl. But anyway, Zach Wilson, eh. I am really high on Josh Allen, and I have no connection to the Buffalo Bills, but, man, does he look fantastic. He does. He's, he's maturing, and he's got a rocket arm and can make all the throws, and they just workmanlike go take care of business. They don't care that he's not on the cover of Madden. They don't care that ESPN and the NFL Network aren't talking about him nonstop like they talk about the Cowboys nonstop or Tom Brady nonstop or Aaron Rodgers and that drama nonstop. Yeah. Uh, give, me jo- give me Josh Allen as a guy that I'm yeah. eager uh, to see in year two. And if, you, if you're looking at a Western team, speaking of Gruden, isn't this a real defining make-or-break year for, for John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah. If they are not a playoff team, if they're not a winning season in year four, second year in that stadium with fans, Mike and Mayock they underachieve too. again, as crazy as it sounds that he would have six years left on a deal and a ton of money, I don't. I mean, do the Raiders continue to ride this out if they're not making the playoffs and not having winning seasons? At what point do they say you're not recapturing the magic of what you had in Tampa Bay or even in Oakland 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the so the Gruden Raider thing really intrigues me. On, on are they going to be that much better this year? Is it legal for me to ask you for your prediction? For the Tampa no, it's Bay not illegal. For what am I supposed to say on Betty at MGM tonight <laughs> that they aren't going to go seventeen and zero? Am I supposed to say tonight that I don't believe we're going to repeat and win the Super Bowl? TJ, I, I love that you say that play? because I'm looking at the Packers schedule right now and I can't count. I I can't count a loss. That's but but that's most teams right now. Yeah. In August, I mean they look at especially the good ones: Kansas City, Buffalo. Where's our loss? I don't see a loss. Yeah. Well, that's why they that they all crop up. I, I'll tell you where the Bucks could get tripped right away 
is they open the first two, Dallas and Atlanta, which should be a very winnable game at home, new coaching staff, blah, blah, blah. By the way, oh, the Falcons for about 10 years kicking the crap out of the Bucks when they were down. Let's kick the Falcons while they're down a couple of times this year. It would be very nice. All right, so you're 2-0. and You're then going to the Rams, who are good, and they now have Matt Stafford, and they were in the playoffs last year, and you're playing them there. And then, oh, by the way, the following week is that game that might have a viewer or two in New England. Brady's only time to go to Foxborough as a visiting player ever. Never going to happen again because the, he's not going to play seven more years. Bucks aren't going to be back there. So, uh, I mean, if you're looking for a place where the Bucks might trip, it might be that Ram game and the look ahead before the Patriot game. But if they win the Ram game, then there'll be so much about, oh, 3-0, and you want to play the Patriots. So there could be a couple of losses as the Bucks go along. But still, I would not, I would not be putting anything significant on this team not being at least thirteen and four, or something like that. Maybe even fourteen or fifteen wins on it. They they have that potential. Absolutely, I think they're going to be even better than last year. I mean, especially when you look at the first eight games of the season, TJ and Tom Brady was still calling plays off of a wristband, and they just got. I mean, they went what like four weeks, five weeks of consecutive not scoring thirty five points, and then they just figured it out at the right time. So I'm with you. Thanks so much, man. We have to have you on again during the season. Whenever you guys need me, put the bat signal up. All good. And, uh, yeah, keep the Rays rolling here. Hockey, yeah. the two-time champs, the Bucks, the Super Bowl champs. It's Champa Bay. Yeah. Boys, happy yeah. Monday. You guys are like the new Boston. Thanks thanks a lot, TJ. Thank That's you, TJ Reeves, Buccaneers radio sideline reporter. You can hear him on the call here next week as well in the uh, Cyhawk series, Iowa, Iowa State. Go Iowa State. Uh, also host of the Three Dog Thursday podcast, talking NFL there as well. And I completely agree, man. Tampa Bay, so Green cool. Bay, um, who else in the NFC? And then the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah. That division, just that division. Like, I won't be surprised if Seattle wins 11 games, and I won't be surprised if Seattle wins five games. I would be very surprised if Seattle and Russell, well, Russell Wilson, Wilson goes down. Five they're, they're games. Done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, I just I can't wait for the season, man. Week I'm one, though, that's tricky. real regular season football, man. I'm really high on Tampa Bay, but seven and a half points. Man, that makes, Bro, me want, Dak, that makes me want to take Dallas so bad. If Dak, it, What it, has Dallas done to show you? Well, we haven't seen Dak. But that's what I'm saying, though. If Dak was fully healthy from the jump, no, no backpedal in his injury history or whatever he's going through, you think if he was fully healthy, we would have saw him in preseason? I think so. 